Guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Today, I've got three three sponsors for the show. Very, very grateful. Shout out to Scentbird. You guys know I love Scentbird. It's perfume and cologne. You guys can get name brand perfume and cologne delivered straight to your house in a size that you can travel with. I'm obsessed with it. Go to scentbird.com slash datefails and use my code datefails for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird.com slash datefails. All right. Thank you also to Postmates for supporting datefails. Who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m. and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates. That's right. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use my code DATEFAILS. Get it. And our third sponsor today is OpenFit. Thank you, OpenFit, for supporting DATEFAILS right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge. Our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Guys, summer's coming, bikini season. It's time to get fit for the men. Boxer season, brief season, whatever you want to call it. Beach season. It's beach season for everyone. Go right now and uh, check out OpenFit. When you text date fails to 30, 30, 30, you will get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to open fit. All right, I'm turning this off. And we're good to go, Brian. We're, it's a, yeah, we're we'll start it like right now. Like. We already tested the sound. How do we know I'm still good? I hey, hear my, you. My voice sounds gravelly. Is That's that, a good thing. Is that what I sound like? Me yeah. too. We sound the same. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe pull it a little closer. I think that would be good. And then, yeah, okay. I think we're good. I yeah. think you sound great. Okay, All we're right. good to go. Yeah. Well, we're going to record the intro later. So, what's up, guys? Um, I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. First of all, Brian, good to see you. Good to see you again. too. Brian's like co-hosting now, uh, partly Sometimes. because he has a studio. Yeah. You look great today. We're both wearing shoes. Look at me. I got my yellow t-shirt. The costume, Brian. Thanks. Right? He does. Last time we did this, it was our first time doing it with the cameras here, and we didn't realize what the framing was, so both of us had no shoes on, and my weird foot fetish fan guy was like, I love the podcast with your feet in it. And I was like, I'm never doing that you again. Gotta reach, you got to reach out to a diversified crowd. I yeah. think so. Give him each some attention. Right? In a special way. Um, guys, I'm so excited about my guest today. It, for, well, you're I don't want to say former wrestler because you're still wrestling, right? Still wrestling. You're still yep. wrestling and doing stand-up comedy. And do you act as well? You're a I act as well. Part-time actor. Rob Van Dam. The whole fucking show. Oh! Brian knows a lot more about wrestling than me. So I was like, Brian, you're in charge of all the wrestling questions. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Brian also was, uh, he, he booked me doing comedy at this um, comedy store. Like how, That was like. Four years ago or five I think years it was ago, like or? longer because yeah, you did my podcast time. a long time ago and that was like yeah. seven years ago okay yeah yeah it was a while ago it's crazy how time I started, flies I started doing stand-up with Tim Chismire it was like 2007 ish yeah 2006, I remember him shortly after that should I know who that is he Tim? had it you should because he had a nude show also yeah he's a nude what, what does that have to do with me because you were somebody <laughs> asked you to someone asked you to do one of those recently oh a nude podcast you, no okay this was a new oh. nude stand-up show no uh, cameras allowed. You go I in. Hope so. You which, perform which wasn't nude. The one that I was part of, by the way. <laughs> Yours was photographed. Don't look for that. <laughs> that's Yours how Rob. Fun. That's how Rob got started as a Chippendales dancer. Oh shit! I Chismar's love Chippendales. Show. Wait, so 
This guy had a naked stand-up show? Yeah. Sometimes. And yeah. you didn't do that one? No, no, no. Because no. I but, would come to that. But he's a nude. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he does like nude uh, bike riding too. That's like an annual event or something. And yeah, he does weird bikes. stuff. Wait, yeah. I think that's an LA thing. I yeah, think yeah. I've heard about that. It's I yeah. See, now that yeah, I would, would do. Do, maybe do. <laughs> Yeah, but just because like the crotch part is covered by the seat, all your fans would be like next to you on like scooters, just fucking <laughs> with their GoPros. I know. I'm just. It's funny though because I'm getting so like like this whole thing with Sarah Silverman showing her nipples on Instagram. Have you seen this? Negative. I'll check him out. I know. She got banned for a minute. Well, what ha what happened was she she took a photo. It was a selfie, okay, but she took it like um. You know, like if your medicine cabinet has a mirror in the back, so you have like a bunch of medicine bottles, whatever. So she kind of took a photo where you could see nipple, but there was kind of like bottles blocking a little okay. of it. Like you couldn't see everything right. and you couldn't even really see her face. And she posted it and Instagram took it down and called it obscene. Hmm. And then she was just, she started posting all these photos of dude nipples. That I've seen. I missed the original hmm nipple yeah. of hers but of course i cut all the dude nipples you can find the original sarah silverman nipple shot you're welcome sarah <laughs> on twitter it's still there okay we'll go take a look at it there but i mean the wow. thing is now she's taking like girl photos and superimposing like man nipples and stuff because her and whole then it's okay. and then it's okay yeah, it's just so weird she's showing a lot of fat weird. dudes because it looks like a it tit. looks like a tit yeah <laughs> yeah the so, laws of control are weird but yeah. by the way i mean i was just looking at instagram on the way here and I was thinking like, wow, they, that's what they do is they, they push it as far as I can. I'm, I'm not going to mention her name, but yeah. <laughs> one of the Instagram models, whatever you call them, she's, um, she, she, her, her top is like pulled up so far that you see all, all the under boob you can handle. Right. You know? Right. Right. It, it looks like you're seeing like her whole, you know, tits, yeah. but, and then, uh, and then she's got like a little, um, plate of food covering her crotch and she's Hilarious. naked and it says all you can eat nothing like a good under boob it's it's yeah. like um but but you look at it and i'm not saying that i spread it open but i did and, <laughs> he zoomed in yeah you're like, like what wow, is on that really... yeah what are the toppings on that pizza i need to know <laughs> you're like, yeah. after i was I zoomed in 10 times magnification i noticed it's <laughs> hard to imagine sarah silverman's would have been you know more um, risque than well that uh, was kind of her point was shoot. that like the photo was really art like it really was kind of like an artistic looking there wasn't I mean it's was sexy because it's boobs pharmaceuticals but... are sexy <laughs> I know. so there's medicine bottles right <laughs> right <laughs> but I mean I've posted photos where I've been in something sheer with no bra so you can see a nipple really but it's just Where's not that? that I'm gonna look for that <laughs> <laughs> you it's gotta weird. go way back it's weird because you can see more boob in some of those things like it's totally see-through on some of these outfits that's kind of what I I mean so yeah, yeah. and her point was just sort of like when is it considered obscene and when is it like so if it's your nipple and you're doing it in like a way that's sexy it's obscene but if it's just like if your breast like would they take down a photo of a baby breastfeeding if you could see the top of the nipple probably not i don't I think they should ask when is it obscene they should ask why is it obscene because it's just a fucking well, it's a, but that, it's that, a is, nipple. that is like a standard though with, with society. Like it's yeah. okay to look at a vagina if you're watching a baby come out. They show yeah. births yeah. Right. Like on TV. You're yeah. right. But, but no porn. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's an interesting. So basically it depends if you're jerking off or not is where the line yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> we could show you we could show you cutting open a nipple to put in an implant. We could show all sorts of shit. But, we, uh, we should make like, you know, the uh, National oh. Geographic. Illegal. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people 
that I, I don't know them, but you know, people will be jerking off to you know, National cow, Geographic. cows and yeah, animals and shit. Come on, you get. I know. Well, how do you think? There's more crazy people than less crazy people, don't you think? That's true. I mean, how do you think those Snapchat filters started with like the monkey face and stuff? Like some guy was like, I want to see a woman with a monkey face, and that's how it happened. Yeah, there's I some think. weird wired she people. She like awesome I know. With horns. Right. <laughs> I know it's all weird. I don't really understand. I just think, like, well, if you think about it. We're the only country, I think, I mean, other than countries that are really extreme, like where women cover their whole body. But I mean, you go to Europe, you can just go to the beach with no top on. It's no big deal. I like, do it we, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a chick at Santa Monica with no top on. Really? Yeah. And she was hanging out for a long Nobody time. Nobody told her. Like, Eventually hey, someone wow. came over, but it had to, it was probably an hour and a half before That's anybody awesome. said, who's going to say something? Right. It's time to make changes like equality. I'm not just saying this so I could see as much tit as I want. I'm just saying it because I mean, it's a bonus, but like, it's silly. It's just the same as a dude sometimes. Well, like, if it's we like, if we let tits be free, the, eventually the stigma, like I feel like everything would come down, like sex crimes, like it would become not that big a deal. Yeah, right. just like if they legalized like all the drugs. Yeah, totally. You know, but, but like if it was, if the thing was that um, we normalized nudity to the point that it wasn't as exciting, would that be a good thing? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. Pros and cons. I see what you're saying. Less then, rape, less rape. Yeah, then, less rape is right there. That's enough. Probably more. Less, less rape, sex but, overall, though. Yeah. Less love making too, probably. <laughs> yeah, and then it's not as. Ex- and then guys though would get more turned on by like when you send them a picture of you in like clothes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They'd be like, "What?" Or you just there? have to get more extreme, like you know, show them your butthole close up and stuff like that. You, you know how I feel about that. that. Yeah. No, I hate that. Speaking of, I, um, I remember seeing Kate when you were um, hosting the ABN Awards. Good That's right. Speaking of, I remember seeing Kate's Speaking butthole. Kate's that's butthole. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank Dude, you. That's when I hit you up. I was like, hey, good job. You know, <laughs> we should work together thank sometime. You. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Actually, I remember. So I remember when I met you. That's what I was telling Brian the other day. I, we did a show together at Sal's Comedy Hole. You might not even remember this, but um, I was very new at comedy. I don't know if you were or not. It was, I think it was a big Mike show, but I'm not sure. You he asked does a him. lot of shows at, he does a lot of shows at Big Sal's. Does he still do Sal's. shows? Do you remember this guy, Big yeah. Mike? Totally. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. Big yeah. Mike tends to go from venue to venue. after He gets kicked out of one. And- <laughs> hey, we're not saying that. Then, also, <laughs> I don't know. we're friends. I, I think I, yeah, I think I do remember that show now because um, can I think of the guy, the headliner. Uh, um, I thought you were the headliner. Um, dude, I, I was like. I think um, you were. Not, no one wants to headline think, a Big Mike show and go no. 20th. yeah this guy for the people that don't know when you start comedy and i'm curious if it was different for you because you were already you already had a following from wrestling yeah yeah you're already known so most people when they start comedy have to do these shit shows called bringer shows where it's like you pretty much have to like beg Mm. your friends to come to the show come see me for the seventh time with the same jokes you saw last time yeah Yeah. it got to the point for me where i was buying the tickets for my friends so you're spending like 70 dollars to get six of your friends to come see you for 12 bucks each so you can have five minutes on stage (laughs) but i didn't come in that way but like as a you know as a kid like i i remember wanting to someday do open mic i didn't want to be a professional comedian probably i don't know right i remember you saying that on your doc yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. someday i'll get up there but but because i was already um you know known by the time i got the offer then then it was different but but because i got my experience in front of people just like with uh, with acting too 
you know like i i did movies and learned on screen you know so just like with wrestling like i hate looking all my earlier stuff just because you know you've come so far since then really is it like that with wrestling as well because i'm just like that oh so much because you get so much better do you mean like physically at the moves or also just the character and the performance no everything like um i've been wrestling for like 100 years so (laughs) how long really (laughs) 30 years you were wwf and also what's everything ecw wwe um you were both your world champion on both of those and and what was tna which is now impact which i've just recently resigned so now i'm on impact again i just just a couple weeks ago i just uh, started congratulations thank you thank you i didn't know there were so many yeah well it's, it's becoming more um popular well, if you're going to speak for me, but what I, what I was going to say, <laughs> no, it's becoming, there are more and more groups that are coming along yeah. and that's because like it got so monopolized that, you know, the fans like really yeah. are like drawn towards alternative options. And so all these, other, the, the one right now, AEW is like, everyone's so excited about it. Cause this guy has more money than Vince McMahon and like uh, guys wow. are getting signed up to big contracts. They just got a TV deal with TNT and um next week they're filming at mgm and like the whole week oh wow it's like wrestling week in vegas it's almost like wcw happening again remember yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's comparable so you know we'll see what happens i i'm not as excited as everyone else but then i don't really get excited that much this this is my excited (laughs) face right here he's very excited right this moment yeah wait can i ask questions about wrestling a couple questions because i from as someone who doesn't know you want to see what a body slam feels like um, I've done that. I'll step uh, out of the way while you, you know. Get. I've done uh, that, not in a, in a sexual way, but it's uh, great. Um, no, no. Here's what I want to know. So, well, I have one friend who wrestles, Nick. Uh, I mean, his name is right. Dolph, Z- Dolph Ziggler, yeah, yeah. his wrestling name. And then growing up, I'm just giving you the background of what I know so I can ask okay. you questions. All I know growing is... Growing up where? I grew up in Ohio. Okay. And my brother was a huge wrestling fan back in like the Bret Hart days i remember mm. bret hart Shawn michaels i remember because i was like even and, back then i was like oh yeah and you like were married 12. at the time probably right? i was like 10. oh you said you got you got <laughs> married at like 19 right yeah 19 but this is like when i was a kid yeah. i don't know if he's my brother still watches I, I was a kid till i was like an adult yeah I know. yeah we're still kids <laughs> know, right? but but my point is just um and i remember like macho man and those guys but macho so, man was always my favorite growing up Hey, you know what's funny? Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for no, one second. Ahead. I went to go see Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man at the sports arena down in L.A. when they did it there. Wow. And uh, I was a kid, and I was in shock because, you know, Hulk Hogan was my hero. I didn't like Macho Man at this point in my life. And everyone's... <laughs> These dudes are all wearing Macho Man shirts. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here with these assholes? Like, I didn't understand liking a bad guy. Right? Oh, at my that God. Point. I always like the bad oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Now I love, like, when I look back, I'm like, Macho Man, I just love the way he talks. All his, you know, he's, I know he's probably crazy in real life. You probably well, know better than me. He's, he's dead now. Was, I should say was. I'm aware of that. <laughs> okay. Hit a tree, right? Yeah. Rest in peace, Macho Man. Yeah. What was, was his like, real name? Randy said Poffo, Randy Poffo, really. But, but okay. So here's my question. One, when did you start wrestling? Were you wrestling at that time? Um, mm, Well, I grew up watching these guys, but then I kind of like lapped or what do you say? Our careers overlapped. So like, right, right. So yes, I've worked with a lot of, and a lot of the guys, by the way, are still around like Bret Hart. I see him all the time. He wrestles. Well, he doesn't Mm. wrestle. No, but he does like these uh, autograph signings conventions and stuff. And that's a big part of what we do too. Yeah. Appearances at WWE once in a while. He was there. He got tackled at the hall of fame awards, right? Ridiculous. Were you there? I wasn't there. No, when I saw it, I mean, I'm sure if I would have been in the front row, I would have jumped in and beat the shit out of that guy too. I was so offended when I saw that. Yeah. It was a guy. Yeah. He just jumped in. talking on the mic giving a speech and they had a ring set up which 
they don't normally do a Hall of Fame, but dude, dude jumped in, got behind him, like he like waist locked him, and like pulled him down. It wasn't like a a real impactful violent move, but but you know, I mean, Brett's everyone. I mean, everyone talks him down by saying, "Come on, he's sixty. It's had a stroke, cancer survivor." Yeah. Oh wow. I, mean, I don't. I don't think you need to include all that just to say that you know what, what happened anyway was you know it was totally and, and I guess the guy was this moment of fame. I think it's kind of like when a guy streaks exactly. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I yeah. keep saying. Like when you streak across the football. So field he was a fan. Here. Yeah. And I'm guessing that'll be the last time they do it in a ring. He got the shit beat out of him. He'll probably be barred from any WWE events. Like for yeah. Wow. I imagine, well, know. I mean, I would imagine. How often does it happen that because. I'm friends with Rampage Jackson, and when we go out, sometimes dudes are a little like more aggressive with him. I think because they think they're gonna like impress the people they're with or something. And when in my mind, I'm like, "Are you insane?" Yeah, it's like, like an alpha like, male. Yeah, like do you get? Do you find that people, guys, like step to you a little more? What's than, up, bitch? Yeah, like does stuff like that happen? Or of course, over the years, it's happened a lot. But I think um, it, it's not a big part of my life and i'm so incredibly passive if you can't tell like everybody everybody that meets me says i'm the most laid-back chill guy they've ever met and so i i own that i'm proud of that yeah i mean and i put more energy into that so like uh i'm so um uh, so passive that i'm non-confrontational in points when I probably sh- should be a little more stand up, it's where afterwards I'm kind of like, I don't know if I really should let that guy get away with that. But, <laughs> but in the big picture, it's better that we're all just going home yeah, safe. Yeah, it's probably you know? easier. Yeah. To, you probably diffuse it real easily. Uh, yeah, without totally. dealing with any bullshit. Totally. Yeah, 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 and with other wrestlers. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, but um, but that happened like a few years ago. So some incident happened where. And the guy had to say something because something happened with his wife, you know, yeah. <laughs> that I was involved in. Oh. Wow, should I really get into all this? I mean, it's kind of, all right. Yeah, I let's get into why it. Why not? So, yeah, why not? This is date fails. Why not? It's a so, real date sounds fail. Sounds like a fail. <laughs> but, but so anyway, this is, uh, it, nobody knows this. I guess we'll get out of the uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, something happened in uh, WrestleMania in New Orleans a few years ago. Right. It was like I was... DDP had a birthday party at this bar and I went there and Scott Norton was bouncing, right? And mm-hmm. I never knew Scott, you know, but I but I knew of him. And I was like, hey, man, great to meet you. Yeah, you were in New Japan when I was in All Japan. We're, we're having a good conversation and yeah. stuff. And all of a sudden, um, <laughs> the, his wife comes up to me and, and she just started like, I don't know why, but she started being like such a bitch. She was just like, she actually said, um, she was like, hey, she goes, did your wife, how's your wife, did she die yet? Didn't she have cancer? And I was just like, Okay, she's obviously really trying to offend me, but I don't. I had no idea why, and then I and I and I didn't know, and I was like, uh, no, she's fine. And I'm trying to talk to Scott, and I'm thinking like, this is getting really weird. And when I'm talking to Scott, my hand like bumped her, and she started like doing this to me and stuff, like right in front of him. And I grabbed her wrist, right? Yeah. Put a little twist on it, just like you do to stop somebody from doing something, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Scott got a whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he got between us and he kicked her out. He's like, whatever her name is. He's like, Michelle, go outside right now. And they went out and I was just like, wow, that was really weird. Like, I have no idea what that was about. But the next two years in a row, he came up to me at WrestleCon. We got to talk, Rob. And I'm like, okay, what? And he's like, you know, that's fucked up what happened last year. I said, I agree. I agree. That was fucked up what your wife did. But that was as confrontational <laughs> yeah. as I got. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was obviously very agitated. And I'm just looking at him like, Scott what you know whatever dude like what what is it you're and he's going you don't know about me ask bubba about me i go why do i have to ask bubba about you he goes, no you're right you don't have to but you should
good. You should. I go, dude, you're right here. What is it you want me to know? And he, and he like took his glasses off, put them on top of his head, you know, and was like, like he was getting real aggressive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wow. And I'm like, dude. I don't know you. I met you a couple of times. I got no problem with you, you know, whatever. And I like shook his hand. I did that twice in a row, two years in a row. But that's, you know, that's twice. You don't get a third time. I'm just saying, you know, this ain't a challenge I'm putting out there. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I totally. No, put it out. Put it out there. Put I, the I totally get the position he was in where, you know, he, he felt like he had to stand up or whatever. But after a certain point, I mean, it's like, uh, you, you know, well, I, so I was so passive that afterwards it was like, you know, he definitely. You know, what far enough to where, you know, I, I could have responded with just just half of the agitation he had. And it would have been right. the know, bouncer should get but, should tell him what really went down. He's a who the, knows he was a witness. I, he was saying that uh, I was drunk and, and, and being a dick before or whatever. And mm. I was drunk. But wait, the bouncer is the guy. I don't remember. I, I thought I just walked in. I don't remember anything happened. Then, then there was another guy. He was like, well, you had a friend of yours that was being a dick. I'm like, what? Dude, what the fuck are you talking oh about, a friend of mine? Who are you talking about? I thought we had drama and comedy. Well, I know. Well, anyway, it's very it's rare. Everywhere. It's so rare that I had to think of an instance like three Wait, years yeah. ago. But was yeah. the bouncer the guy that sent his wife out or he sent No, his he wife was out? bouncing there. And then, but then he approached me at like the next day we were at WrestleCon and he was like, Rob, we got to have a talk. I was like, all right. Went over to talk and he was like, man, you know, that was messed up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I think, I think he like wanted that. to settle it. I think he wanted to. I don't know. I don't know if he wanted to work it out or if he wanted to fight. But he, he was like, you know, right on that line. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was, I'm always passive. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, I'd rather just go back to my table and make some money. But <laughs> that's good that you diffused it, though. I mean, you know, I noticed on your documentary. So we watch and we'll talk about it. So Brian and I both watch Headstrong. your Headstrong. movie, Headstrong, cool. Thank you. which actually I really liked it. Yeah. It was, it was really, well, really. I'm so surprised. Well, I mean, honestly, like, we. <laughs> Anytime you hear someone's making a documentary about doing stand-up as a stand-up, you're like, well, there, let's check it out. There's been a lot of these. I can't yeah. wait. I want to see how. But yours was. It really actually. It was cool for me, not knowing that much about you. I was still really into the story and like. Cool. I um, almost cried when I when you were uh, talking to like Bobby the Brain Heenan oh and all those God. guys in there that were like a lot of them had passed away. Yeah, I, my, it's my childhood, man, and like these. Bobby the Brain Heenan, man, his face was just all yeah, so yeah. sad, Bruno, man. And it was Bruno's last appearance. Oh, was actually, that? Yeah, and Damn. King Kong Bundy. Yeah, he just passed Bone. away recently. Yeah, yeah I was That's just so like, cool. yeah, and it's it like is, I was like, this is like the last video of these people that I would know of at least. There's a just, few moments to that are cry worthy. Yeah, um, you know, I've been told it's an emotional roller coaster. When I yeah. when I see Katie, my girlfriend, um, not, not she's you, beautiful by the oh, way. Thank you. Your girlfriend, you're welcome. When when she's being interviewed and she's like, she cries a little bit. Like yeah. it always stings. I mean, yeah. Even though I've seen it so many times, when I watch it, I sting. Yeah. I totally like felt that though because yeah. that was my thing watching it. Well, for one, and I don't know how much we can. I won't give anything away, but like one thing I noticed about you that you were talking about, and you're kind of talking about it here, is you were talking about kind of being stoic. And your vibration you used a couple words that i was like oh these are like law of attraction like this sure, guy's really absolutely. into stoicism you don't hear a lot of wrestlers speaking about that kind of oh yeah i'm one of a kind <laughs> yeah but you really are you have like a really like warm energy that's probably why you didn't get into a, a fight with yeah, that most guy. people love me like when i go out you know most people are just super excited to see me yeah you know? 
even just walking around downtown LA today with, with Katie, we're walking a few blocks because we're staying down there for the mm-hmm. the WoW tapings uh, tonight. Oh, cool. And, and um, yeah, you know, we're walking and people are, I don't know, four or five, six different times from different, you know, people are like, RVD! Like, they're, they they don't just say it like, hey, we're happy to see you. You know, they're excited. Like, RVD! And they do my thumbs, you know? Yeah, the first time like, I met uh, you, actually, I wasn't at a comedy place. It was at uh, Saddle Ranch. You were out in the back <laughs> oh. area eating. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's Rob Van Dam over there. And I just went over. You were so cool and said hi to me and all that. I don't think I don't think cell cameras were even around at this point. Probably like not. I was just like, yeah. just glad, glad to meet him. Do you get recognized uh, more by uh, children or grown men or it must be less women? Although now I feel like it's becoming more popular. But what do you get recognized by the most? I don't think there'd be a huge difference. But if I had to pick, I, I guess I would say grown grown men because. Uh, they the one thing I hear a lot of is that they grew up watching me and how much of a hero I was to them and so so that's cool because even if they stopped watching wrestling 15 20 years ago um, there's a good chance that I impacted their lives in such a way they'll they'll remember me for that and then I don't look that much different you know than yeah. I did and you do look really young oh thanks yeah you look great do you work out every day uh, no I try but you know sometimes. Um, you are on the treadmill. Alcohol Laziness factor. Alcohol yeah. gets in the way sometimes. Sure, you know? me too. What's the WoW event you were just talking about? Is uh, that women, women of wrestling. Oh, okay, is it kind of like Glow, or uh, is it like same? This same. The guy that the guy um, David uh, McLean invented Glow, and then he and the director that were running it like split up. Oh, okay. And then he started WoW, and that was so long ago. So I remember. Long ago. He's done like one season every eight years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's got. Genie Buss is money, and he's got Access TV. And, and the so Netflix thing is making it more popular again, I'm with, sure, the yeah. show on Netflix. It's Women of Wrestling. It, was, it used to be Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, Glow. Yeah. And this is what, they, I guess they're rebooting it sort of with well, WoW. Well, it's, it's different. Like it's said, different. It's the same guy that invented, started his own stuff because he wanted to leave Glow. And uh, I helped the farmer's daughter when I worked at Circuit City. You? I was so excited. She's I was like 20 famous. years old, yeah. and I was just like, oh, you want to buy a VCR? Nice. <laughs> but wait, so these the Women of Wrestling, do, do they actually wrestle, or is it like yeah. a reality show no, okay no 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 it's yeah. a league like it's a like, like a wwe is, yeah. okay one thing that makes it different though is that the guy uses some actresses like some wrestlers Ooh. and some actresses it's, i want in yeah i was about to say get <laughs> her in there like, i like yeah. i wish you kill totally. that guys let's pause for one second so i can tell you about this week's sponsors but before i do i always forget to promote my own shows and i've got a few shows coming up in la i'm so pumped about i'm doing date fails live it's going to be a comedy show followed by a live podcast. I'm doing this at bars and music venues. And the first two are May 22nd and May 29th. That's two Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. shows at St. Rock, which is the dopest venue in Hermosa Beach, South Bay. I want you guys to come out. $10 tickets at strock.com. That's St. Rock, R-O-C-K-E dot com. I've got Brad Williams on the first show, George Perez on the second show. It's going to be a blast. So show up May 22nd, May 29th, St. Rock, Hermosa Beach. So guys, you know that I've talked about Scentbird before. I am so obsessed with it. I carry my Scentbird bottles of perfume with me everywhere. It has come in handy for me, actually, for last minute dates where I take a shower at the gym and then I have to spray down so I don't stink. 
Scentbird is amazing for this. I want you guys to definitely check it out. Each bottle has 120 sprays in it. That's enough to use it more than four times a day for a month. And uh, I don't think anyone needs to spray themselves four times a day. So it should last you a while. Plus, they deliver it straight to your house. And it's in a bottle that's easy to travel with. It has an aluminum casing, so it won't shatter in your bag. Guys, go get your Scentbird now. We have an exclusive offer just for Date Fails listeners. You can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. These are high-end designer fragrances. For $7.50, go to scentbird.com slash datefails and use my code datefails for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T, bird.com slash datefails for your First perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on. Smell amazing. Uh, Guys, I use Postmates way too much. Postmates is sponsoring the show this week. I'm not exaggerating. I've used Postmates probably nine times this week. Anytime I want something after 2 a.m., I don't want to leave my apartment. I have a Postmates person deliver it, and you can too. If you don't feel well, you can get medicine, you can get food, you can get anything you need from Postmates. It's your personal food, grocery delivery service, whatever you can think of. You don't ever need to go to the store again. You can be a hermit like me and never leave your house if you don't want to 24 hours a day. 365 days a year, Postmates will come to you. So if you like to have things delivered, go get the app. It's available for Android, for iPhone. And uh, obviously, we have a special offer for our listeners. Postmates is giving Date Fails listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the promo code DATEFAILS. That's code Date fails. You get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app with the code date fails. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Go get it right now. So guys, OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. Uh, OpenFit is something that I just checked out and you know I'm a fitness junkie and this is so cool because it's a streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room For as little as 10 minutes a day. I'm on the road a lot. I like to work out in my hotel room. I don't like to go to the hotel gym. I want to do it all in my room. And this is how you can do it. Open fit classes are streamed. They're led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt Your Body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to whip you into shape, and it's simple, all right? So you guys don't have to go to the gym. You can do it all at home, exercise anywhere, anytime, lose up to 15 pounds in the first 30 days. They will give you the program. I know everyone's trying to get fit. We want flat abs. We want a nice booty. This is the way to do it. Open Fit has changed the way I work out. And with our code DATEFAILS, you can join me on this fitness journey. You guys, for real, you know me. I love to live in a bikini. You got to work out every day. That's the way to do it. And right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. And even if you don't need to lose weight, you can never look too hot. So when you text DATEFAILS 
to 303030303030 you will get this 30 day extended free membership so go try it you get full access to open fit all the workouts and nutrition information you need totally free again just text date fails to 303030 and get on that open fit track yeah <laughs> i had to wrestle for my playboy tv show we did an episode on erotic wrestling did you know that's a thing no guys like will mud pay. wrestling it, no, it's actually like these wrestlers are like these women are like legit wrestlers. Well, maybe I do. Know. I mean, is it would it be what I call living room wrestling? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you do it naked? <laughs> Possibly. No, this isn't even really sexual. That's what's weird about it. Like it's really just dudes that get off on wrestling women, hmm. and these women charge these guys, but they're like they're like he men wrestlers, like legit wrestlers, and they charge these guys to wrestle them. That's funny. Yeah. There used to be a place in L.A. called um, the Tropicana, and it was just mud wrestling and oh, oil yeah. wrestling right and off my, the highway yeah right yeah. off the highway near denny's and my <laughs> i love that you know i remember it. that shit. when yeah. i first there was commercials LA. for it yeah. there did was, you work there no but i did go i did see some mud wrestling there though no i way. went there once yeah, yeah. My, my buddies were like let's check it out there was commercials on tv for this place it was crazy well that was my question i wanted to ask you about wrestling because i'm curious when i was young i feel like it was a little more not adult it was never adult but i mean it was a little more i don't know like less family friendly the attitude than it era. seems now like yeah. what can you do is are there rules for what you're allowed to he, do he was that? beyond the attitude era you were an ecw man like they yeah. were like landing on tax and going through freaking tables we more started, than like, we started the attitude era for sure yeah for sure so he was in a league called extreme what's the, the c4 championship, oh, championship wrestling, wrestling yeah, yeah ecw and it was like the most nut shit like things were on fire they were no had, way they had tacks on the ground and barbed wires and see that i think would be dope if there was wrestling that was like like for 18 and over like like that's, kind, yeah that's what he's talking about yeah but so when i grew up um, must have been a little bit before you grew up, Kate, because uh, <laughs> it, so, it was so family-oriented. Um, we had um, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, the cartoon. Right, right, right. It was on Saturday mornings, and it was all... Most of the wrestlers were like 300 pounds. It was big guys, so it wasn't so much about the 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 physically exciting moves. That's why... You know, I picked out my favorites because they would do, wow, he did a flying head scissors. Yeah, back then it was the bigger the better, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like but, Andre the Giant. Yeah, type. totally. Yeah. But it was about characters, too. You know, Hillbilly Jim would come down with a pig under his arm, you know? No it way. Was, it was so family. Know. It was all about family. Rock and roll, rock and wrestling connection with Cindy Lauper. And it was like, during all that time, it was about the family. And then, you know, ECW um, got popular with their counterculture approach um with like he said the first the first commercial i saw on for ecw um i knew like you didn't have to be a wrestling fan to be it was like a car, it had a car crash appeal like there what i saw the first time i saw it there's two wrestlers in a ring and all of a sudden the fans started riding and they all grabbed their chairs and threw them and buried the ring holy shit all the chairs are pouring into the ring and it gets buried and i've experienced that too since i've seen that commercial oh no God. way yeah. that's what's crazy about the wrestling is Oh, so you said in your documentary that you can I say how many concussions you said you let's say it. let's put it out there. He said he had a hundred. Wait, the doctor said how many concussions? concussions? He said I've had hundreds, and she goes hundreds. Yeah. Is that for real? That is so real, and um, that's also another possible emotional uh, <laughs> point in the thing. It's it's a real it, like the way the the I don't know the way the is I don't know if it's the silence or the music behind that, but it seems like 
When I watch that, it's a lot more. Yeah, whose dog is? Yeah. Want me to go shut him up? Yeah. Oh, do you know how to shut him up? Um, yeah, I'll be back in just a second. Because right. I want to hear this, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep before talking. Before you go, before I go, um, yeah, the thing about that is you're having a medical professional being shocked about how many well, concussions hundreds? he's had, and when and yeah, she, that's, that's, that's what she deals with. So you're she, and when you see somebody in that business no. shocked, hundreds yeah. is insane. Oh. I mean, even NFL athletes don't have hundreds. But, but you're, you, you're wrestling three hundred times a year. That's what I was gonna say. You guys yeah. wrestle so much. When you're on, yeah, when you're on top in WWE, you are wrestling. And here's the thing: a lot of people don't know where you draw the line with a concussion. And I didn't used to know. I used to think it was only like when you got like knocked out, blacked out, and you wake up and you're and you're groggy for days. I didn't know, but anytime you get rocked in the head and and then your senses are off for for a minute um and you're, you're kind of like out of it or loopy that assume that's a concussion yeah. um th i used to every single night that would happen and i just thought it was part of the job i would i would take a crack with a chair like whack and i knew that everything was going to be in slow motion for a second or the sound would go out or sometimes even wow. though i wasn't knocked out sometimes bam i'd lay on the mat and it wasn't like i was knocked out but it still felt like i was waking up like that I don't know, seeing I, stars kind yeah, of i don't know if you ever done nitrous oxide hits or whatever, uh, no, not a, not that <laughs> yeah. i know of. It's, like, it's like the same feeling where you're like like you're letting out um you're breathing out and all these brain like... cells yeah yeah, like it's, well, I definitely that's had that so many times. But your brain bounces around inside your skull. Yeah, boom, you know it hits it, bruises it. That's that's what's happening there, and those are concussions. I've had that snowboarding once or twice where I've fallen, even with the helmet on, hit my head so hard that like I couldn't quite. Everything was fuzzy, and that's a weird feeling coming down a mountain, like when you oh, the trees are blurry and yeah. you can't really see. But but the thing is, like in the NFL, you know they have the concussion rule now, where if you if you don't get up right away, they have to take you to the locker room and do a, a brain check before you can yeah. go back on the field. But in wrestling, there's no. Well, they they now they do have. Oh, okay. Protocol. Yeah, they do. Um, it, it's it's relatively like a new study, you know. Like they yeah. came, even when I I was getting checked out at uh, Curlin Job, you know the CAT scans, MRIs, everything. They still really couldn't tell me anything as far as like what I could expect because it's so new. It's like I'm like, wait a second, I've had like double vision. It's been like nine months at this point. You know, it, it seems like it's getting a little better. I don't know. And I mean, am I gonna always wow. have this? No, I don't think so. Well, they don't know. What, yeah, they don't know. I'm like, am I gonna always have to do vision therapy? Oh, I doubt it. Well, what do you, you're saying that like for years? I can I can be fucked up and be doing therapy and then all of a sudden maybe it'll be clear I'll be 100 percent they're like yeah it could happen <laughs> they have no idea probably affects everyone differently too don't of you course. feel I feel like doctors like I do a whole bit on stage about how I've had a boob redone a few times and because the, the doctor is just every time I come in he's like kind of guessing why it's going on but he's not he's like but really no one really knows and I feel like there's a lot of things still that doctors we act like we have all this technology there's so many times where i'm just like it's two fucking thousand nineteen how do you not know this yeah but yeah. i feel like a lot of it is still they're trying to sound like they know but they have no fucking idea they're yeah. just like we'll they, see they yeah call it practicing medicine but i mean you know right now while i'm thinking about it i mean i know and probably you guys know too how the government works with uh uh their their higher ups the the pharmaceutical companies, for instance, want you to stay sick. Of course. So of course that's gotta be a factor in like what the everything that they do. They wanna they wanna keep your business and I mean, how far could... do you go with that though? Do you think there's chemtrails and shit like that? Uh, I, I don't know what that is. We could so go in. People into... people claim that like those lines behind uh behind airplanes are like the pharmaceutical companies trying to oh. make people sick so they can make more money. Shit like I, conspiracy I don't know. theories. I mean I I, I, I do 
I like conspiracy theories. Um, not not like a blanket rule, like all of them. Yeah, but, but some th- of them. this is believable to an extent because I know I know how the CIA used to you know experiment with uh, with citizens besides soldiers and, and and things like that, and also the eugenics. You know, they used to mm-hmm. they used to give uh, women shots and and so that they couldn't have children. They wouldn't even know. They think they're giving them shots for something else. How do you wanna, get that? Con- <laughs> <laughs> Where's that shot? I want to sign up. They want to control the population and and. You know everything from uh, Dar- um, Darwin. Uh, not Darwin. Who's a was it Darwin's theory about the stronger only strong survive? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Darwinism. So yeah, thank you. So that so underneath that eugenics was formed, which like Hitler was a big part of and stuff. There's these big um, stones in Elberton, Georgia, that are like huge, giant sized pages written in different languages hmm. of all the rules of eugenics. They want like. The total world population to be, I think, under six million. And if you're anyone that's sick, they don't want them to reproduce. And and they did years ago go through and and try to uh, try to make this happen. And of course, they realized the the closer to the gene pool they bred, not the not the purer and the better people came out, but the more you know inbred, worse off. Um, lower quality people came out. I right. mean, I believe in so much of that. Even little things like think about this: Magic Johnson got HIV back when there was like no way to keep people alive. There's no yeah. cure. There's no, and he's still here, which means they knew somehow how to keep people alive, but yeah. they didn't want everybody to have it's it. It's possible. Sure. It could be a coincidence that, you know, there's it's not a coincidence. How come I'm Freddie, sure Mer- Freddie Mercury that... dies in Magic John? Come on. I'm, I think everyone's immune system is just a little different. And his happened to be, it's probably money. I believe so. Charlie Sheen too, right? But Mercury oh, yeah. uh, had a lot of money. You know, you slept with him. Oh, yeah. I read, yeah. Oh. I read that. I don't know. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. No, but I mean. Money is a huge factor, obviously. Yeah. Money is big, but I mean, now I have lots of friends, not lots, but I have several friends who have HIV who you'd never know, and they're fine, they're healthy, because wow. now yeah. they have so much, you know, they... I mean, they can live a long, healthy life with it now. But back then, my point is just like he was getting the treatment that was being hidden from yeah. society. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, I believe that. There's something I, mean, that, to I don't is, doubt it. But that is the way that the way that our world works. Like people ask me all the time, like, why don't they realize how much money we'll make from taxing marijuana and just legalize it everywhere? And 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 the thing that they don't think about, I always say, who would make money? Exactly. Until who, it's us. And who would lose money? The one the 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 one percenters, the elite that run the world, they would lose money. That's why marijuana's you know prohibited. Alcohol business doesn't want marijuana legal. Tobacco doesn't want marijuana legal. Pharmaceuticals don't want marijuana legal. Even like back in the day when William Randolph Hearst was printing all the bullshit in his papers about how evil weed was, it was because he he made his living off of chopping down twenty year old forests. To make his paper, right. you, you don't want an annual crop that has even better pulp than wood and yeah. everything. That's eventually, eventually they got to switch over, and after hundreds of years, we'll see that happen. Yeah, it is happening. It Same is thing with gambling; like they can make so much money off gambling, but they make it illegal. But in you, some could, you could drive like thirty minutes and still do it. Constitution. You know? Well, you have yeah. to think about it like this. Like, here's what's funny. Like, even with I'm not going to get into like a pro-life abortion discussion, but even like things like. Let's not pretend that any politician is doing anything because of like how they feel in their heart about something. Like nothing in government is about love or compassion. It's always about a dime. It's always about who's going to make the most money. I don't think anything, I don't think anybody in politics is doing things because of, you know, this would be good for people. Right. It's always like there's a hidden. Well, hopefully somebody is somewhere. Paul. 
I think we should all run. Why don't you run for president? (laughs) Throw your name in. (laughs) Everyone else is. Why not? I'm, there's like in the on the wrestling bus, like when you go international or whatever, yeah. you, they take you on a bus. Otherwise, you're on your own. The it would always like divide, um, like in Japan, I wrestled there for many years. It would always divide into two different groups. There'd be one one clique that's the office we would call them, and the other ones that are the hoods. And I've always been a hood. Wait, what's the office group? What does the that mean? The office group is like um, so. Like in all Japan, there was like uh, um, Johnny A, Stan Hansen. Um, uh, Del Wilkes, the Patriot. These these guys. Um, they're 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 first off. They're um, what do you, how do you say the drug free? What's the clean straight edge? Straight, straight edge. edge. So, they're, so they're straight edge. They might have some no drink. nitrogen. They might have a few beers here and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and um, but also you know like Johnny would help like book um, some wrestlers there. So he he literally was office. Mm-hmm. And then um, they they talk about ideas you know for the company whatever and then there's the hoods you know where like as soon as we get to a town it's like cool we have a hookup on some hash here right yeah and yeah, all yeah get together yeah. and i'll chip in you know and say oh who's gonna get it and and we'd all meet in the rooms you're smoke, the hoods. And then, yeah yeah and then usually the top hood is just spending the whole time dogging the top office guy <laughs> I love this, Always, the top yeah, hood. Were you yeah. ever the top hood? No, no, no. There never. should be a separate belt for that. You should make a list of all the hoods and all the office guys. Right? Uh, Put it on your website. I was so, like, I got into wrestling so, like, I was so young. In, in 93, I started wrestling in all Japan, and I hadn't even, like, I think I'd only been on, like, one or two flights, maybe. Wow. I had no idea how to get around on the airport, so I was literally, like, holding on to guys' belt loops. Not literally. I'm yeah. using that word too much. <laughs> maybe you were. I don't think I... But, but I was... I was like in their in their wake, you know, staying on, yeah. their, on their feet. Like I didn't I didn't know how to read the signs, especially in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And then when we would get together and have the in for sessions, we call them, you know, smoke sessions or whatever. These guys would be talking about their battle stories over the years and stuff, and I felt so insecure and shy because I just you know just left mom and dad's house. Yeah, it's just like a I new open be, micer hanging I'd be out quiet with quiet and be like, I hope that hash comes to me soon. Yeah, that's a weird feeling when you're like sitting in the green room with like a bunch of veteran comics who've been doing it forever and they're telling stories about and you're telling stories about guys that you either haven't heard of or you're like, holy shit, that's like a legend. You're kind of uh, laughing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you're like, I don't fucking you can't even relate. Yeah. Now wow. it's getting weird because I've been doing it now eight years. So I'm starting to like have stories, but nothing like these guys slowly yet. becoming a veteran yourself. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> how did you can, OK, I don't even know how this works. Like how? How did you get into wrestling like back then how did it work did you audition were you a wrestler in like high school how does that happen um well i guess kind of all the above what you just said but I, I joined wrestling in high school because i wanted to be a pro wrestler and i ended up also dropping out because i wanted to be a pro wrestler so in, in i guess this was probably my junior year i uh-huh. guess um, I was hundred and about 165 pounds and they were saying I could probably drop down to like 135 pounds. I'm like, what? I want to weigh 235. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Oh. And all the wrestlers, um, the guys that were there, they had the best reputations and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were kind of skinny, wiry guys, most of them. And they would wear like a bunch of shirts and run yeah, all day. Amateur wrestling, right? Up. Yeah. Yeah. Take. Um, There's know, a South Park about that. Yeah. Have I, you seen I, it? No. Wait, oh, these dude. are I like. Experienced it though. But yeah. you mean like actual like wrestlers like call like the kind yeah, of yeah, amateur okay. wrestling we call. It. Okay. So I joined that thinking that would help me, and then I got into I quit and just got into like martial arts and kickboxing outside of school on my yeah. own. Gotcha. And then, uh, but but to actually break into the pro ranks, I paid it. I went to a wrestling school 
but it's not it was a very private thing we call it a wrestling school but i mean it was really just uh a very private the original chic and uh there was there was there was like at first it was like just me and somebody else and then eventually there was like maybe two other wrestlers when we would show up and work out but they stretched me and beat me up and uh made sure i was tough enough then i had to show them because i told them i was acrobatic and had martial arts so i had to get in the ring by myself and, and and show them what i had so i was like uh i can do this and i do a spin kick I yeah can, uh drop down on a split do a somersault he said okay what else i'm like oh um <laughs> do a back handspring and uh you can do know. a back handspring well i, I do dude have you ever seen me holy shit he yeah does. well i just saw the clips i'm that... the whole effing show but i mean a back <laughs> handspring that's fucking insane i can't even do a back handspring well but anyway i had to do all the... <laughs> she's like I what mean... the fuck are you doing bro my wrist doesn't bend past that so when i do it i have to do it on my knuckles but nobody really seems to notice that oh wow okay wait how over f- the years i do one hand and one knuckle because N- this uh. wrist doesn't bend how far into wrestling till you get to hit someone with a chair um well actually quite a while i mean it's different now but like we learned for i learned just the basics all about the basics and and it, and it always goes back to the basics nowadays they bypass the basics and they learn how to eat with a chair and they still don't know how to wrestle and they don't understand why they don't get over why the fans aren't investing their emotions into what they're doing and it's like they're skipping so much but everything has to change you know like we were talking sure. about it has to be family oriented and then yeah and then uh the, where where was your first professional was it in japan my very first match professional was in uh toledo ohio in 1990. Ooh. were you nervous Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah what sure. kind of like a venue was it? It was, um, it was at the Toledo Speedway. It was supposed to be an outside show, but it rained, so they moved the the ring inside to some building. Uh, oh wow! Abdul the Butcher was there. Ken Patera, okay. The Steel Cage, some oh. Ninja Ninja Turtle Ninja Turtle Midgets. I can't remember what they called them. But <laughs> ninja Turtle <laughs> Midgets. Oh, that ninja sounds amazing. See, I think that'd be, I think it'd be more fun almost if it was like that, if it was like a weird freak show, mm-hmm. kind of like with a lot of pyrotechnics and like. Yeah, back in mud. the 90s, it sort of was, right? Like, I love uh, that. Well, I mean, I came in as basic as, as you could. I came in like as a kickboxer in a, so at first my, who, who was my best friend, um, always has been at the time, we got in together-ish and uh, we would go against each other in a, um, Vietnamese kickboxing match or whatever they called it. Right. And then, um, you know, things would get ugly. We'd pull the gloves off or whatever, and then be a big pull apart or whatever. And, and the turtle was, midgets would come really, in and interrupt. It was really controlled to make sure we didn't go out there and fuck up the whole show. It was of great, course. as green as we were. And stuff, yeah, totally. Know? God, yeah. you're such a good interview that I'm sad that we told you an hour because I could keep talking to you forever. Okay, we only have a little more time with him. Okay. Yeah, so, how can they watch your podcast? Your, 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 your documentary. First, let's talk about Headstrong. the movie. Yeah, Headstrong. Okay. When is it coming out? How is it no, coming so, out? So it's out now on um, iTunes, Google Play, um, fucking Amazon. Voodoo. Did I say Amazon? No, yeah. Let's try again. iTunes, Amazon. Yeah, Voodoo's like a Walmart thing. Google Play, and it's also on Fight TV, and so it's available right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Guys, it's called Headstrong, and I really enjoyed it. You got to check it out. Yeah, it's I great. really liked it a lot. Um, and it follows you on the road doing comedy as well, which how often are you doing stand-up now? I, I really do everything as little as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so true. Like God bless you for that. I, I love it. Yeah. He's like, fuck doing anything. I'm done. But, uh, Just yeah, chill. When I need like, to. 
right? It's not even, yeah. I mean, I'm not even a joke. Like, I'm so bad. I'm thinking about maybe I need a therapist or something because I have like, like my drive is to to roll a doobie. My drive tells me you'll make a great day today. Just roll up a doobie, turn the TV on. And then it's, oh, there goes Tuesday. Can I tell you, I don't think you need a therapist for that. Do you know what I think? I think that all has to do with your whole vibration outlook, your stoicism. Because I'm similar. I'm serious. Like, like, because I I was just on Joey Diaz and we were talking about this because everyone is like, well, what's your goal? What's your plan? What's your goal? And I'm like, my goal is to be happy every day. And if I'm happy and if today what makes me happy is doing stand up, I'll do stand up. If I want to, if I decide I feel like putting special out, I'm working on that. But like. I don't sit here and go, I'll be happy when I get to, there's nothing wrong with, if you're happy, not everybody has to like have this thing they want to, I want to play Madison Square Garden. It's just that they don't relate to me as much because I'm so odd like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So my my daily goal, what I want to do is just to keep my spiritual vibration as high as I can, or another way to put it in layman's terms, to avoid stress as much as possible. That's it. Yeah, anything that I have to do, even if it's something small, if it's like, okay, I gotta get an Uber, that's a little bit of stress, a little bit of work you gotta do. It's, I'm just saying like, <laughs> when you master it, when you master it, you can get to where you're on such an, you know, such a even, mm, yeah, yeah. Right. nice end that, that you, you, I don't wanna do anything. Like at the end of the movie, um, you know, I, I said I'm moving to, or I'm talking to some places in Vegas about doing residency thing, and I am, you know, through my manager. But, but the thing is, like, I don't really call people back, you know. And then my manager's like, "Hey, you know, come to meet with this guy." I'm like, "Yeah, can we do it next week?" And <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I'm home, and I'm like, "God, that would suck to have to leave every day, even if it's only for like an hour. You got to be there 15 minutes before you're set. Yeah. It's pretty good, but but it's still, it's just like, but I'm more comfortable just like laying here, enjoying home, and it's. And you know, live in Vegas it's now, It's not right? a problem except for only relating to other people. And people want you to be doing something, and they want to, in, in order for them to understand it, they want to think you're trying something. Hey, you know, how's that comedy work? I know you're trying to do comedy now. And I'm like, I can't relate to that. It's like, I'm not trying to do comedy right now. It's like, I yeah. do it sometimes. Sometimes I enjoy it. But I'm not like, tr- I'm not, to, I don't know. In order for me to think that I was trying to do it, I would have to think that, I, that I'm failing to do it by not doing it. But it's all, everything's on me just because I'm, I'm not aggressive about fuck. Well, you know? but there's also a weird power in, I've noticed, because I used to be real like, um, like I would hold on to things tight. Like I was real wound up. And the more I have gotten into kind of like spirituality and like letting go, it's bizarre because the more chill I get, the more I notice people think it's, people think you're doing that. Uh, you're not calling back. You're being this carefree and chill because like you want to be chased or they come after you harder. But the truth is you're really just like, you're chill, but it makes everybody else go, what is he? Why is he so chill? Like it makes <laughs> yeah. them want to get a piece of you more. And I feel like I've got more jobs and more shit done since I've been more chill because there's no desperation in you. People aren't thinking you're like dying that's true that's, true. that's um, the strategy to, to go with then i'm telling yeah. you man i went to an audition with, and i didn't even bring this is when headshots and resumes were like standard yeah. and i brought a photo that was in the back seat of my car it wasn't even a headshot and i forgot a resume so i just wrote my phone number on the back <laughs> and wrote credits on imdb and gave it to them and they were like do you always do this? I was like, I usually don't bring anything. <laughs> and I got it. I think that's the key, man. I'm telling you. That's hilarious. The, the, the more I talk about retiring from uh, wrestling, the more my value goes up too. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's... If, and all fans can't understand that. I mean, unless they're 
the the smart fans that are on the internet looking up every little detail because sure. like like uh, and like I said most people love me but if you look at enough uh, comments online you're gonna find some of the you could dig that, in there and find something yeah, for anyone don't what, do it. it's, what's what's funny but it's so worth it you know is is that like like some fans will be like man why are you bringing back this um old has been or washed up pothead and it's like and in reality it's it's funny to me knowing what i know and knowing how ignorant they are like knowing like how much better off i'm doing now and comparing what i make and match now compared to what i made back when they would call my peak you know what i mean like how much how much less i have to work now for the same or you know more money and it's like um it's worth it like that's the cost of being me is that is it not everyone's gonna understand you but fuck it some wrestlers can, can never let it go like, most of them yeah well, that is true Wrestling. it seems like most of either them. they can't get out they it seems like they, they don't want to get out they don't they don't yeah. want any they have no like, other interests like they're they're doing this shit in their 60s and shit and they're doing hard like terry funk he was like doing oh. like be hard to let go yeah you know, i'm, friends with, I'm friends with terrell owens and like you know he's still every day works out three four times he plays basketball he plays football and like i think that they these guys get used to this level of like when you're that and then you go from that to just being a regular dude hanging out. That's like, I mean, you know the feeling of coming off stage and going to your hotel room alone. Imagine that like is your life. Yeah, that's it's just thing. weird. That Jake the Snake man, I, his Hall of Fame speech almost made me cry too, man. Yeah. Damn these guys. <laughs> Every time I hear one of my peers give that speech, though the Hall of Fame speech, they talk about how addicted they are to it it yeah. the, the the spotlight and, and and being in front of the people and and they talk about you know how 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 much they hate being away from it and stuff i've never felt that way yeah like and, and like and i've i mean i'm grateful for everything i have my yeah family, totally. my career, everything but in 2005 i was out for a whole year because i had knee surgery uh a um, ACL and meniscus repair had my knee reconstructed Mm -hmm. and I and I was home for the whole year getting paid and it was probably my favorite year (laughs) seriously I loved it they wanted me to go back after six months and I was like fuck no I need more time and they brought me in and had uh to assess me and they had Carlito like jump me or something and then I was out for another six months and even then when they were calling me uh to come back you know I was I got suspended you might have I don't know if you heard about this one of my high high media exposures that made it outside the business when I got arrested for possession of marijuana. No. Yeah. Okay. See, I was the, I was the WWE champion yeah. and the ECW champion. Oh God. Both, but yeah. And I was speeding in, in Ohio. Of course. Hanging Rock, Ohio. And I got, <laughs> <laughs> and I got pulled over and, and I, I had 18 grams of pot, which I know because the next day the, the, when I was in the ring, the crowd was chanting marijuana, eighteen grams. Yeah, is that yeah. a lot? That's I don't really. I only know no, it's gr- a little under an ounce. It's, it's it, a good amount. It's yeah, enough to get, it's, a, but not like you're dealing it. It's right. a little over half an ounce, and uh, right, right, but it would fill a whole baggie pretty yeah. tight. I lost uh, both championship belts. I was suspended for thirty days, you oh. know? and at the end of the thirty days, uh, Paul Heyman uh, was talking to me on the phone, you know, saying. Um, telling me, you know, when I want to, when I come back, you know, how to behave and all this and shit. And I was like, is there any way you can get me more time off? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go to jail? Just for that no. night or something? Yeah, not even. I've only been in an actual cell one time. We Wait. had to go to jail and pay, pay the guy, you know. Did you get a mugshot? Uh, yeah. I'm so jealous. He took I it want in a the mugshot. Parking lot. He took it in the parking what? lot. Yeah, that's why we thought, because this real. 
like by our cars. He was like, oh, I so forgot weird. to get your mugshot. Like when he was letting us. So go. there's no like height lines behind no, you. Nothing. Not cool. that, not That's that, bullshit. Not that a rip off. Yeah. I would go back and be like, can I at least get the mugshot? <laughs> like, I really want yeah. the mugshot. One, one night I was going uh, through Texas, a mandatory, you know, um, stop by the El Paso border. Yeah. And I had uh, marijuana. I mean, the dog jumped on my car and. Um, and that night um, is, is the only night I've actually got put in a cell and I was in there for like and I had my hand I was handcuffed in front of me and I and I was in there for like maybe 15 20 minutes at the most I don't think oh, it was okay. 20 minutes and and I, I, I went to piss like hey there's a toilet just like on TV there's one toilet in the middle of the cell no lid on it cool and I went and I couldn't reach my own zipper like if your wrists are together handcuffs. yeah yeah if your wrists are together in the front you can't reach your zipper and I was and I just I just said fuck this and I started kicking the door I said bam bam I started kicking the door and they came over to me and I told them that I that I had a low blood sugar and that I was that I was feeling faint. And so they took me out and they started, they took cuffs off. They started feeding me, got me a sandwich. No way. Yeah, it was cool. And then it was time to go. There was no one else in the cell with you. No. That would have been so great if you're like, dude, can you get my zipper? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, aren't you Rob Van Dam? Just get my zipper, dude. I got a bit. Um, before you go, we ask uh, everyone, we didn't even really talk about dating so and quick. stuff. You're, you're busy tonight, right? It went too quick. Yeah. Well, got that thing. Okay. But I mean, not for a while. Uh, you have okay. a ride picking you up. Is, is your ride here yet? I just yet? had a spot open up at the Improv. That's why I was asking. Oh, um, Michael Rappaport had to cancel. Uh, I'm actually doing the Store Horseman podcast tonight. Oh, cool. No, tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's at the comedy right. store. I'll hit you up. No, uh, he's, not, he's not. I don't think he's here yet. He's not but here? Anyway, whatever. All right. He well, then write. tell us. Um, <laughs> okay, we didn't even get into this, but so... I'm sure as a wrestler, you must have some groupies, some crazy female fans. Do you have any crazy fan stories, groupie stories, Ooh. psycho, or like just really disaster um, sex or dating stories on the road? Or I don't know. Does anything exciting happen for you like that? Not now because you have a girlfriend, but. Right, right. I, I'm trying to, I mean, what popped in my head, I. I don't think I should repeat. I can't believe I even said that thing about fucking. Uh, well, you don't have to name Scott names. Um, Won't be as interesting okay, if he does. Okay. Well, there was, and, and this doesn't have anything to do with me, but it just, you know, a story that. Um, yeah. Because in Japan, there was a girl that, um, you know, their culture's different. They're so, um, I don't know, not just submissive, but they, um, I don't even know what the word. They, they, they follow the word. I don't know. Honor. What They're, they're different. There. Oh, yeah. One Man girl, is king. There, there was one girl that, there was, <laughs> there was one girl that, um, like, all right. Just say <laughs> yeah. it. Just say it. I'm Go not gonna, there. I'm not going to say Johnny Smith, but one guy, one of the dudes was, um, uh, was with this girl. And afterwards, like, like he wouldn't, even when he wasn't there, he wasn't even with the company anymore, or whatever. She would like never go into another hotel room. So like if a bunch of, uh, fans and and wrestlers were going to a room to drink or smoke or whatever she would stand outside the hotel room because it would be in her mind it would be like disrespectful to the one wrestler that she slept with like three years ago was oh. this macho man and elizabeth no no but but there was another girl that was in love with undertaker and it's uh, like what the, fuck? the way the story i know says, undertaker i know that. the way the story goes undertaker <laughs> told her to sleep with all wrestlers this is so like not a story. Oh my god, this is a good one. I want to hear this. Uh, but she, w it was her personal goal to go through like all the companies, like every like the New Japan, all Japan, like the all, every the American, all companies, and like the, almost everyone that I know, you know, so that they they been with this uh, this poor girl. She like, should write a bike. But wait, he uh, told her to. The <laughs> Undertaker told her to. Put the boys over. No way. 
Hilarious. Wow. Allegedly. Now, I didn't hear him say that, but I'm just, that's the story. Did you hit it? Uh, no. Oh. But my, my, one of my friends that did, one of my friends that did that's a referee said. <laughs> She's been doing referees. He said that he went to her. To her. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling this. She's like doing the towel boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Like, that was her, her mission in life. But he said that she, uh, <laughs> that he went to her house and that she lived with her parents and that her parents left and then she had a bunk bed and uh, he said that he was with her on the bottom bunk bed and that the whole time she just, you know, had like a, a, a face like she was crying, like not enjoying it all, you know, like looking away, going, mm, mm. You know, like well, she's got a uh, bunk bed. First of all, this kid is eighteen. And right? afterwards, and then afterwards, wow. I don't even know how old she was. By the way, she's with her staying with mom and dad. By the way, but uh, <laughs> I, she wasn't very. We're old. gonna assume she was eighteen for the for sake this, of all the, the wrestlers who banged her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then afterwards, though, after he said that after he was done and, and she was not into it at all, he said that uh, she climbed up on the top bunk bed. <laughs> And had a life size like mannequin of Undertaker with a big fucking dildo. This can't be. Yeah. And he said she jumped on that thing and was screaming and just sold the fuck out of it. Yeah. Oh my God. This is the greatest story I've ever heard. I'm glad I shared it because I feel like, you know. Holy shit. Something that's. An Undertaker man. I wonder if anyone has a Rob Van Dam doll with a dildo (laughs) on it. What do you think? You guys, you can get those at katequigley.com. Yeah, um, that'd be an awesome marketing thing. Kate's going to sell all the wrestlers with any size dildo you want attached I'm to I'm going to bang all the wrestler dolls. No, you got to get an actual cast people. of each wrestler's dick. And then Dude, you make- I, had, I had one, a clone of dog, it's called. I got it in a gift bag. It, um, they do the celebrity gift-giving suites. Oh, yeah, you like... Yeah. They give it, yeah, someone dropped it in, in my gift bag, and it's like, a, you're supposed to stick your dick in, and it clones it. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it to someone The else girls do that with, like, a a pussy fleshlights yeah, yeah. and shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I've never heard of a do it at home, make your own dick kit. Yeah, you now can do whatever you, you want. have. Now you have. Although yeah. I did make my own dildo at there's a in Pennsylvania there's a dildo making factory. Well, wow. you can go and you can make your own and I put my name down a the DMF? side of it. Just like I do to the real dicks. <laughs> I, I'm like my name, I brand them. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God, that's such a good awesome. story. Dude, no. you're so amazing. I'm Dude. so glad that you got to come. It went way too Me fast. Too. Um, yeah. So your movie they can get? Headstrong. And uh, let people in the stand-up comedy world know, because people in the wrestling world know, but we need more views on it. And buy, buy it on iTunes, because I get a much bigger cut than... iTunes, Headstrong. Headstrong. Go check that shit out. Yeah, yes. and, uh, and pro they wrestler, can... Pro wrestler does stand-up comedy tour with concussion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool, and, and I'm glad that you're doing okay, and, yes. you know, I think your the sunglasses look great, so if that's what you got to wear. How's to... the vision? Uh, it's good. Now, like, the double vision has healed that I, that I had from that. It took for fucking ever, um, but now, I mean, I've just, I've noticed at 48, like, just the last few months that my, uh, my vi- age is affecting my vision so much. Like, I talked to so many people that are my age or close to it, and they all said just like them, it's like instant. Like, I was like, it seems like overnight, all of a sudden, I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, why are these letters so fucking small? 
You had like three years of small. Yeah, three yeah. years of fucked up vision, and as soon as that, it's better, he's like, "Boom, I'm, I'm gonna sign up with Impact." <laughs> that is real. That is real, though. Don't you feel like yeah. there's certain things you wake up and it's like one day you're like, yeah. I, "I didn't have that, and now I have like 18 wrinkles in this spot." Like, there's just shit that suddenly happens. Yeah. I need more light. Like, if I hold it right under under a light, you know, then mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, that's what it says." That is but, so. But I think that happens. I think I saw that, that whatever's in the back of your eye that makes your eyes dilate or whatever yeah. oh, yeah, let yeah. more and less light in when you get older i guess uh that doesn't, doesn't work as much well yeah whatever who needs double vision fuck it you see four boobs instead of two yay. yay for you right. um guys <laughs> follow rob van Dam- what's your instagram the real, the real rvd everywhere the real rvd thank you again for being here um brian awesome. anything you want to plug uh you can follow me at brian monarch and check me out at the comedy store every saturday at 7 p.m in the main room yeah oh yeah and you guys know you can follow me at kq funny i love you please support the advertisers that support the podcast and uh this has been Date Fails. Bye. Sweet. Did Dude, it. that Undertaker story is the funniest shit <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. A bunk bed with the, and she's. Yeah. And then she just goes.